This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you on a Labor Day. Appreciate everyone subscribing, following, listening, of course, watching our YouTube page, 94 WIP for WIP Daily. Love doing the podcast. And, of course, love this time of the year. I mean, it is football season now. We are ready. Week one of the NFL season is here. A lot to do this week. A lot of content coming your way on the WIP Daily Feed, so make sure you have everything locked and loaded. Get those notifications, auto-downloads. We're going to have picks for the season every weekend. I'm going to put up picks for Sunday, my five favorite plays of the week in the NFL. Obviously, the Eagles game in particular, looking at the matchup and everything that we need to talk about here on WIP Daily. And coming out this week, probably tomorrow, I'm going to have for you my 23 bold predictions. So I started this a few years ago. I do a bold prediction, and then, you know, we go up by year, right? So in 2020, it was 20 bold predictions, so on and so forth. Eventually, it's going to get pretty hefty as the years go on. But 23 bold predictions for the 2023 Eagles coming at you tomorrow. Today, I wanted just to open up week one with my power rankings in the NFL. Here, The top 10 teams, as I view it, post-camp, post-preseason, injuries factored in, what I saw in the preseason factored in my top 10 teams in the NFL right now as we enter the season. And we'll start with number one, work our way down to 10. These are my top 10 teams right now. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, they're coming off of a Super Bowl championship. I know they lost some players. Offensive line, maybe not quite as good as it was last year. But sometimes you overthink these things when it comes to power rankings. It's the NFL. And if you have a top coach and you have a top quarterback, you are going to be in good shape. And the Eagles, excuse me, the Chiefs, we'll get to the Eagles. The Chiefs have the top coach going right now. I think he has, you know, Andy Reid right now has become the best coach in the NFL. And they have the best quarterback. Chiefs are number one. I, I, they win the division every year. I made the mistake last year of thinking maybe the Chargers could knock them off. I'm not making that mistake anymore. The Chiefs are the Chiefs for a reason. This is their league. And Patrick Holmes has never played a road playoff game. It's remarkable. Chiefs number one. At number two, I have the Eagles. Now, look, I have my concerns. I've, I've said it all summer. I have concerns with two new coordinators, concerns with the turnover on defense, the youth on defense. We'll see if Jurgens from day one will be quite as good 
as, as you know, Sam Aller was at right guard. Don't think the Eagles' depth in the offensive line is quite as good. That all being said, everything else is top-notch. The pass rush should be top-notch. The corners should still be top-notch with good depth behind them. The Eagles have an electric group of defensive tackles. They have a starting five in the offensive line you feel good about. Outstanding quarterback. As good of a set of weapons as any team has in the NFL. And I think they'll be improved. Not a downgrade. Not even. I think they'll be better with this running back group than they were with Miles Sanders last year. The Eagles are a very good football team. Right now I have them as the top team on paper in the NFC heading into the season and the second-best team in the NFL. Number three, Cincinnati Bengals. Assuming Joe Burrow's fine, came back to practice this past week. think he'll be on, on pace for week one. He is as good of a quarterback as there is. I mean, he's right there. You know, top two or three quarterback in the sport. I have number two behind Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow will lead an electric offense with great receivers. They improve the offensive line. Uh, I think their defensive coordinator is one of the most underrated guys in the sport. They are a tremendous football team. And it kind of is starting to remind me of Peyton Manning in Indianapolis, in which you don't know if they're going to win any single year, but they can win any single year. Like, you didn't know which year Peyton Manning's Colts would break through, but you just knew they're going to win a Super Bowl. And they did, eventually. And I just know Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to win a Super Bowl. It's a matter of what year. Could be this one. That AFC North, though, is very, very good. I'll have another team in that division on this ranking coming up in a few minutes. Number four. San Francisco. I had them down lower post-draft power rankings, leading into camp power rankings on this podcast. But I, most of it, I was waiting to see if Brock Purdy was healthy. What would be going on at quarterback? And I believe the 49ers have, have figured it out because Purdy is healthy, and, and they've obviously, he's obviously shown them enough this summer that he's their quarterback, no question. They trade away Trey Lance to a team we'll get to on this podcast in a few minutes. But the Niners are loaded when it comes to basically everything but the quarterback position. And I think We've almost underrated how well Purdy played last year because it's just like, well, it doesn't matter. It's Shanahan. Well, someone still has to do it. And, yeah, maybe if we're starting a franchise, you're not picking Purdy over some other guys. But in that system, with that coach, with these weapons, a full-year McCaffrey, the Niners are ridiculous. Now, I do think it's a tricky week one for them in Pittsburgh, and they could have a little bump to start this season. But I think the 49ers are as good as anybody on paper. Number four in my power ranks. Number five to start the season I have the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is, they are a better roster than I think in Philadelphia, we are willing to say, admit. The gap between them and the Eagles is not gigantic. Back-to-back 12-win seasons, they got better with the number two corner with Gilmore. They got better with the number two receiver in in Cooks. They have a, a tricky division test on the road against the Giants week one, but they'll probably handle it. And then they have a home game against the Jets next week, Jets on a short week. Dallas has a good offensive line. They have good weapons. They have a good quarterback. They have a tremendous defensive coordinator, a great defense, good pass rush. Like, they've got everything. It's just about, you know, they're going to choke it away in the biggest moments. But right now, I am as a top five team in the sport entering the season. Dallas at number five. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At number six, I could see myself lowering this team more as the season goes along. I have the Bills at six. I don't get a great vibe from the Bills. They are 
it feels like they're in a kind of now or never situation for them. I know Josh Allen's not old, but that coach, they've plateaued. I'll put it that way. They've plateaued. I don't totally love Sean McDermott. Uh, we'll see how he does and now calling the defensive plays. I still have questions on their offensive line. Pass rush is deep and solid, but we'll be missing Von Miller to start the season. And my issue with them is they're kind of old on defense. Good on defense, but old on defense. Old gets hurt. Old declines. I have questions about the Bills. Now, they did add, draft an offensive line Osiris Torrance, who I liked, and that was one of our first episodes at WIP Daily. I talked about Osiris Torrance from Florida. Like him, they have you know added a little bit on the offensive line. I like the draft pick of Dalton Kincaid. I don't love their other receivers other than Stephon Diggs. There are also weird vibes with that. I'm getting weird vibes from the Bills this year. Number six to start this uh, this season. They were number one last year in a lot of power rankings, so a dip. Number seven, I, I can't wait for my number seven, number eight teams. I think they are both clear on-the-rise teams that will be very dangerous. I think they're both going to win their divisions. Number seven, the Detroit Lions. You may laugh when you when you look at the uh, see the commercials or hear like oh yeah the NFL's back this week and oh yeah it's the Lions playing it the Lions are playing the Chiefs week one in that kickoff game they should be or at least you know it's not crazy to put them in that spot Detroit is going to be a really good football team I would not be surprised if they clear double digits without question if they get to the eleven twelve win range um, I don't think they're going to be a clear underdog in many games this year. This one, obviously, are week one. As I do this show, as I record this, they're six-and-a-half-point dogs in Kansas City. This offense, second half of the season, was outstanding. They weren't just good. They were outstanding. Jared Goff doesn't get enough credit. He's a good quarterback. And the offensive line in front end, I mean, the, the, the formula for Jared Goff is pretty simple. If you put a good offensive line in front end, give him some weapons on the outside, Give him a decent running game. He's going to be good, and he's done that. I think he's navigated a top-10 offense four times now. He's been to a Super Bowl. People sleep on Jared Goff, and I, I just think the perception doesn't meet the reality of who this guy is. He's a good quarterback in the NFL, and their offensive line in front of him is outstanding. If there's, if there's a group that could challenge the Eagles for the best old line in the NFL, it is the D- Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown is on the path to becoming a superstar. Don't be surprised if he leads the NFL in receptions this year. Don't be surprised if he pushes for Offensive Player of the Year. That's how good Amon Ross St. Brown is. I think Jameer Gibbs will have an instant impact as a do-it-all running back. I think the tight end they drafted Sam Laporta could play. Brian Branch on defense and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson will change their secondary. Aiden Hutchinson about to break out as a second-year player. I love this Lions team at number seven. At number eight, these are my Lions of the AFC at number eight. The Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously they come with cachet, and they come with a coach that has had a championship. It's staying power. It's, it's a little different than the Lions who haven't won anything in, in centuries. The Steelers are the opposite. But just, just their trajectory as rosters over the past two years, I see some similarities. And I think we are about to see a really good Steelers team. The schedule, if you go look at it, it is not daunting. You know, I, I think they'll be able to, t- to beat the, the 49ers this week, and that might be a little uh, tease for my best bets for Sunday. We'll put that podcast out later in the week, my picks for the games this weekend. I, I love the Steelers as a dog at home against the San Francisco 49ers uh, on Sunday in week one, and I think Pittsburgh has a lot of wins on this schedule early in the season. The defense was very good last year. They had a winning record, nearly made the playoffs, and you've seen the leap this summer from Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's ready to become a good starting quarterback in the NFL. He reminds me when I watch him just stylistically, just aesthetically, I see some Tony Romo in him, and I mean that in a good way. He can throw the ball down the field. He can move a little bit. George Pickens is about to become a monster. 
Deontay Johnson is a solid number two. I like the upside play on taking a gamble to see if anything's left with Allen Robinson. The offensive line's improved, including Isaac Sayamalo from the Eagles signing there. I think the Steelers are poised for some big things this year. Give me the Steelers at number eight in the power rankings to start this season. Number nine, the Miami Dolphins. You know, Miami is a team that I threw out on, on Friday on, on the midday show as a team I think they could win their division. Miami last year, when Tua Tagovailoa was healthy, was a dynamic, dynamic offense that scored about you know, 29, 30 points a game, great receivers. McDaniel is a clever coach, and I think the big difference now for this year is they hired Vic Fangio to run the defense. This, it almost reminds me what they're building of the Niners three, four years ago. Now, they, they rely more on their pass and their run, but just the element here of a Shanahan-based offense, a very good defense, you know, and a team that it's not about the quarterback. He's more just the point guard the way Jimmy G was back then. That's what I see out of this team. The roster is really good. I think Fangio will get a lot out of the defense. If they get Jalen Ramsey back before the end of the year, it, it could make a big difference for them. But they've got pass rushers. They've got an interior rush. They've got good secondary play. They've got a lot. And then they've got two just electric wide receivers on the outside. It's all about two is health. If he's healthy, Miami can absolutely go back to the playoffs. Number 10, I have the Seattle Seahawks. You know, the Eagles have the best group of pass catchers if you include a tight end. But if you're going just receivers and you want to go to a team that has more than just two, I really think the Seahawks, what they've given Geno Smith with, you know, Metcalf and Lockett, and now you throw Jackson Smith and Jigba in there, it's going to be an electric group. I, I really think they could be hard for teams to cover down the field. A couple good young backs and Charbonnet and, and Walker. The offensive line should be improved from last year because they had a lot of young guys on, including Charles Cross, the top 10 pick. And I like the draft pick they made for the corner out of Illinois to add to the defense last year. Good young secondary. Maybe not as strong up front as, as you need to be to win a Super Bowl, but I do think they're building something there. And I like the, the idea of bringing Bobby Wagner back as kind of that old sage. They got rid of him because they thought they were kind of a rebuild last year. They, they were ahead of expectations. Wagner had the one year with the Rams. that he goes back. I would not be shocked if Seattle pushes or maybe surpasses San Francisco for a division title. That's how good I think the Seahawks could be. Uh, it's all about Geno. If Geno just is the guy he was last year, they're going to win 11 games. I mean, they're going to win 10 or 11 games and be in the playoffs again. I like the Seahawks team uh, as a top 10 team in the NFL right now. So entering the season, my top 10 teams, my power rank is number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. At number four, I have the San Francisco 49ers. At five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. At six, the Buffalo Bills. Seven, the Detroit Lions. Eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nine, the Miami Dolphins. Ten, the Seattle Seahawks. So a team or two, you may be wondering where they are. Um, Baltimore, I respect the organization. I respect John Harbaugh. I don't get good vibes from this Baltimore team. I don't love the shift they're trying to do on the offense. I feel like if you have a unique player, you should probably let him be unique at what he's good at versus kind of force what he's not as good at. I'm talking about Lamar versus the run versus the throw. I don't I don't have good vibes on this on this Ravens team this year. The Jets, I gotta see it to believe it. We'll see how how much Rodgers has actually aged versus what was last year. And their offensive line does scare the heck out of me. Plus, Robert Sala has been a pretty dreadful coach in the NFL his first two years. So we'll see if he's actually a, the kind of coach that can win games, not just you know make you think he can win games, but actually do it. So I'm not as high on the Jets right now. I'm not as high on 
Baltimore right now. Again, let me see it to believe it with Deshaun Watson and Cleveland. I, I don't believe it right now. Um, and I need to see it because I think their passing game could be a, a little bit of an issue to start this season. And the New York Giants, flying under the radar. Some people might want to put them near the top 10 of this. I'm not there. I think it's a mediocre roster. It's not even about Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones has graduated to be, you know, post-bad early career Alex Smith to where he's a good quarterback now, and he's, he's solid. You can win a lot of games with Daniel Jones. I'm just not sure the rest of the roster is, is where it needs to be around him. Um, I think they're, they're lacking in some places, and good teams, really good teams, will be able to exploit that. So it's Chiefs, it's Eagles, it's Bengals, it's Niners, it's Cowboys, it's Bills, it's Lions, Steelers, Dolphins, Seahawks, my top ten teams entering the NFL right now. Guys, we made it. Football season is back. It is week one of the NFL season. I hope everyone out there had a great Labor Day weekend, and let's lock back in. It's going to be a big week on WIP. Some big guests will be announced, some big things going on. It's football season, everybody. Cannot wait. The Eagles enter the year as a top two team in my power rankings. It should be a tremendous football season in Philadelphia. Thank you so much for subscribing, following, listening, watching the podcast. More to come right here, as always, on WIP. On WIP.